So it's what we're we're almost. Well, I mean, at the time of this recording, we're it's not Halloween yet, but every day is Halloween, baby. Especially in October, right? Hell yeah! Hell yeah, dude. So we threw on a movie right now. We're just having it in the background. It's called Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. It's from what, 74? 74, yeah. I don't know. I've never seen it, so it should not, be interesting. We're not expecting great things. From no, movie. no. I I mean, I mean, it's starring Peter Cushing and Shane Bryant. Oh, legends. Yeah. Fucking definitely notable every, household names. Oh, and Madeline Smith? What? Dude, fucking dame. I haven't seen her since Creature from the Crack Lagoon. The Crack Lagoon. Yeah. Yes. That looks terrible. Close second oh. classic with the uh, werewolf from Compton. Oh. <laughs> or uh, Leprechaun Goes to the Hood. Ah, uh, yes. The Leprechaun movies were ridiculous. Yeah, those were dumb. I don't think I ever finished a single one. I can't say I have either. I think the closest I ever got to really watching one was... You ever... Do you remember this... Um, that shit looked like Chris Farley. <laughs> Who the the, the fucking dead body? <laughs> I mean, it was a little a few years ahead of its time. He definitely did. You ever see the picture of Chris Farley dead? No, I haven't. Dude, seen that. it's pretty disturbing. He like yeah, that would bum me out. Yeah, it, he's purple and he's like just even fatter. Yeah, and he's got like he it, like he asphyxiated on his vomit, so he's got like a pool of dried vomit in his mouth. It looks like oh, he, it's he, like it looks like he's eating an egg. Yeah, so it's like scene footage. It's fucked oh, up, okay. man. Yeah, it's like where how they found him. Oh, that's yeah. a bummer. It's sad, dude. It's really sad. He was such yeah. a funny like person oh he was hilarious everything about him was hilarious man dude even the way he ate like the way he was obese he's he, oh yeah he'd have a steak and then he'd put butter on it and he's like it needs a hat <laughs> <laughs> he, he cracked me up because he was almost like jack black where like they're big dudes but like they moved they moved like yeah they were fucking athletes. remember remember him on snl where he was um like he was doing the Chippendale dancing. Yes, he One was not a bad dancer. With yeah, fucking Swayze. Yeah, dude. <laughs> he's like the only reason that you're not picking Barney is because his body's so bad. Because he's got the moves. <laughs> that was such a classic. That's man. A, that's a fucking show. That used to be a great show. We used to have when I was a kid. We had a. It was back when you could buy. Was this VHS era? No, I don't think so. I want to say it was DVD time frame but you could go to like i don't know in the bargain bin at target or walmart when yeah. you're like in line and yeah they would have the little movie kiosk set up and they would have like the compilations of like all chris farley's best shit from snl oh dude yeah, like, yeah 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 those dvds yeah yeah who was some of the other classics too? will ferrell they, they did they, have Will Ferrell. Yeah. Mike Myers probably. Myers. I'm talking before them though. There was another guy who was fucking incredible. What did oh, he do? Man. Like what was his um his claim to fame, like I, notable roles? I would have to go back, but I it's one of those guys who I recognize him when I see him. He was so fucking good. Uh Kevin Nealon maybe? No, but no. I want to say around the same time. Um, hmm. Shit, I gotta look this. It up. wasn't Eddie Murphy, was it? No, no, it was a white. It was a white fella. A white, a, a, fella, a white fella. The, uh, the pale persuasion. Dana, Dana Carvey. No, 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 no. no. I was going through alums. Um, yeah, who else uh, was on that show uh, at that time? David Spade. No, no, before, before, uh, before David Spade and like uh, Adam Sandler and all them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
like the first real class of like SNL. Oh, like Dan Aykroyd? Yeah, like same same era. Not Bel- Aykroyd. Belushi. 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 Yeah. yeah. Jim Belushi. Yeah. Right. Jim or yeah. no John Belushi. John Jim Belushi's Belushi. his brother. There we go. Fucking amazing. That guy yeah. was. He did that samurai. Remember the samurai where he just comes into the office and just chops <laughs> shit in half? <coughs> it's a dream. What the fuck are these guys? They're drinking out of like a hydro flask in the 70s. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, if you buy that shit now, hipsters yeah. selling it for like 50 bucks. And the, what, it's like an English Bobby. He's got mutton chops in a top. That's what that, cops used to that's be. That's a fucking cop if I ever seen one. Yeah, at 47. Mm-hmm. They're like Agent 47, hitman. He's a hitman. Confirmed. I saw a Hard Times article today that just had me busting up. It was like, you, you follow Hard Times at all? I, I, maybe peripherally. Yeah, Hard Times is fucking hilarious because it's what, like, what is it? What it's is like it? It's like The yeah. Onion, but it was it originally started like for musicians. Okay, so but now it's like just ventured out. And the one yeah. today was like a cop gets caught saying the N word during karaoke. Oh yeah, and and, and before, before and after. And after. I, I saw that one. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, that's great. <laughs> Dude, this is this is an odd movie. This is not what I expected at all. I'm digging it so far. Yeah, no, no, it's it's pretty. Oh, it's I, he's got like a jar of eyeballs, and that's a fresh one too with the freaking retina still attached. I like the practical effects. Yeah, you gotta love practical effects back in the day, especially like. Dude, one of the best old horror movies. Um, I want to say it was probably 40s ish. Okay. Um, it's. I don't know if it's the original. It might be the second version, but uh, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. Oh, no shit. With um, Spencer Tracy and Ingrid Bergman. And Madeline Smith, right? Back in the day. And Maddie Smith, man. <laughs> and Maddie Smith. Yeah. Yeah. But, dude, that movie is amazing because even for as old as it is, like his Spencer Tracy's transition from Dr. Jekyll to, to Mr. Mr. Hyde. Hyde yeah. Is vi- like there's no special effects. No, it's just all practical. Yeah, but what he did with his face was terrifying. Okay, like you could see the transition, and it was just astonishing. Like he had like almost like Jim Carrey as the Grinch, his facial control. Yeah, something like yeah. that. But it, like, did he? He became. You saw him become a different person. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like it was so good. Yeah, dude. Uh, that that reminds you of like what they used to do with like. Uh, when when the wolfman would transition from man to wolf yeah like how they'd have to do it in steps oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. but the best one i mean they really i i can't the first wolfman was pretty bad you know yeah how he just got really hairy he didn't really become a yeah. wolf he's just like a kind yeah. of a, a hairy wolf type anthropomorphic guy yeah it's just then, like a guy in a wolf suit pretty much uh, american werewolf in london you know what i've actually i've never you've seen never seen that one bro that i know one, i, I wish we had like i mean i didn't find any streaming services but that movie is so classically good yeah um as far as a horror movie goes well i've heard it's kind of like jaws where like you never really see the wolf you do you you see it but you see it more mostly through the transformation you know gotcha yeah okay. But the, initially, they're just like wandering on the moors of Scotland or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. shit. One of the eyes moved. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. And he's like, please, officer, put the fucking jar of eyes down. That dude was just waiting. Uh, oh. He spilled his life. Sw- you can't put it back in the jar. Uh, Don't dude. come to the house and do that to my jar of eyes. Yeah, damn it. I'm kicking you right yeah, the fuck that's out. That's kicking out a fence right yeah, there. Yeah, right. Fucking cops. Even back in the day, they were just... Had no respect just for your, your personal property disrespectful. or anything. Disrespectful. Bad fashion. 
Bad, I, 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 now, never fat, apologize. Fat guy with mutton chops, though, that's pretty much as good as you're going to get as far as fashion-wise. Yeah, but that's more of like a plantation owner look. It is kind of like... Like, that's like old southern gentleman. Oh, they, these guys are definitely racist. Like, Oh, yeah. Even f- Dr. Frankenstein here. I'm five minutes in. I ain't seen a black guy once. Nope, not at all. And this, I don't care if it is... Okay, okay. He's Irish, I think. Okay, so they're supposed to be like colonial, or I don't even know where this. Franken, I don't know what the I think Frankenstein Frankenstein is like German. Frankenstein, German, maybe, maybe not Transylvanian because that's like you know Vlad. Well, yeah, that's Dracula. That's more your your neck of the woods. <laughs> that's my neck of the woods. Yes, dude. Yes, great beanie, dude. Oh wow, yeah, that's a terrible barrister wig. Yeah, so this is definitely parliamentary. You can tell. Look at those, the glasses with the string on them. You ever watch uh, Penny Dreadful? This looks like Tim Heidecker. I don't know who that is. Uh, Tim and Eric. You ever see Tim and Eric? I've heard good things about it, but I think it was a little before my time. Like, not that, not age-wise, but before I had access to TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You were raised uh, Jehovah's Witness, so yeah. Well, they try to keep you people in the dark. Yeah, it wasn't really a Jehovah's Witness thing. We, my parents just didn't have a just TV. Did, they were just like, no, no, we're just not going to do it. We had a t- we got a TV at one point, and then we hooked it up to cable and shit. And I was I was in high school. But then after having not having TV for so long... You just don't care about it, it huh? No, it just got addicting because you'd never had it before. Okay, yeah. So it wasn't like something you were used to having. That's kind of like, what happened with me in like uh, video games because mm. I wanted a, an, a Super Nintendo. Yeah. You know, that was like the first real game system that came out in my time. And then I got uh, N64 yeah. and... I got fat playing that shit, brother. <laughs> like, <laughs> the first game it's I ever had was to like get addicted, bro. Yeah, I had like Rogue Squadron and that was a hell of a game, Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, I had the first two games I got were Rogue Squadron and Zelda. Zelda, I got. I, funny enough, I got Majora's Mask before I got Ocarina uh, yeah. of Time, and yeah. I because mostly because I got this Nintendo Power with all the masks and where to get them, all the heart pieces uh, and everything, okay, and I'm yeah. like, all right, cool. This seems like fun. Yeah. It seems like a good game. I just I, re- I read it. I didn't even like. You remember strategy guides? Yeah. You, you have to like buy those at like fucking Stater Brothers. Or yeah, like yeah. And they have like a bunch of like uh, exclusive artwork and all that kind of stuff yeah. in them. Yeah, those things were cool. Yeah, those things it, ruled. It pretty much take like they were fun, but I look back on it, I'm like that like ruined the whole game though because it just told you what to do step by step. Kind of, but if you're if you play games for more like the cinematic. Um, novelty i guess you'd say that's or like fair. unlocking yeah, that's unlocking certain uh achievements it's like sometimes you don't want to try that hard but i get where you, you're coming from i mean i wish they had a strategy guide for life because that's how i feel about life remember cheat code central you download oh, the, the strategy yeah. guides for free yeah yeah and then Dude, they, do you remember game sharks yes Dude. Definitely Game Sharks. That yeah. shit fucked my Game Boy up. Dude, my shit, I th- w- that was for Pokemon. Now, Pokemon was like the, the one thing that I really, really used it for. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. I think everyone was using it for Pokemon. Yeah, dude, yeah. And there was like fake, like you can get a Poke God. And I'm yeah. like, what? A Poke God? And I'd enter him and nothing would happen. I'd be so disappointed. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out where I got my Game Shark. I think like Cause I Toys R Us or Target or something like that. Could you buy those in the yeah, stores at the get, time? Yeah, you can get them pretty available. Yeah, they're pretty available, yeah. yeah. I don't think that, you know, they... 
as long as you got the console and everything in the game, they didn't really care what you did with it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I kind of want to find find out how to like to quote unquote hack like cartridge games. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm sure there's a and way. and modify them and then make one that's haunted. Mm, yeah, okay, cool. so speaking of Majora's Mask, did you ever hear about this? Um, it's called a. I mean, a, a, they're known colloquially online as creepy pastas. Oh yeah, where it's a. Uh, it's called Ben Drowned, and it's a Majora's Mask game. I think you that's told haunted. Me about this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's it, every time you you do something in the game. Um, did you ever you played Majora's Mask, right? Yeah. Okay, so for people who haven't played it, there's a song you can play on your ocarina that makes a like a clone of you essentially but it's a really creepy clone it's like it's like smiling really big and its eyes are wide open it's not it doesn't have that same animation that it has and um that thing i guess would randomly spawn and follow you around and then there would be gl- like scary glitches and shit like that and um yeah it was it's pretty unsettling but it'd be fun to do something like that to hack a game you know and to create kind of a visual medium of of horror for like uh gameplay walkthroughs you could probably even do it with like a um a notable let's player mm. and and probably get a pretty a decent amount of views maybe even some revenue off of it you know what i mean that'd be fun to do like with like rogue squadron like make like a ghost ship oh dude like a um or some kind of giant creature that just kills you. I don't know, because you have to think about what's scary in a in a a fighter ship. You know what I mean? What's scary in a fighter ship? Yeah, what would be scary to see? I mean, a ghost ship would be scary, like a, a almost like the Red Baron if he was like a ghost. Well, I'm thinking like you you ever play like a pirate games, like the Assassin's Creed pirate one? No, I have not actually. Fucking dope. Is it dude. fun? Fucking sick. Because like they nailed like the warfare between pirate ships like yeah you do that whole thing fucking badass but they had like this one area where you would go and because it's a huge open world game massive yeah so you'd sail your ship and then uh like there'd be like a ghost ship oh that would what? show up and That's this thing awesome. was just like overpowering and creepy as fuck yeah so that'd be fun to do like a space age version of it like fucking event horizon <laughs> oh my god dude yeah yeah like some kind of anomaly that grounds you you have to go Imagine that a, a game like Rogue Squadron that was specifically like um, you, you just flew starfighters, yeah, and then you had to get out at one point and you had like supposedly you know. the set like when they came out with Rogue Squadron for whatever the next gen console was, you okay. got out of the ship like GameCube. I want to say it was GameCube. I think it, yeah. yeah, that was the next one yeah. past that, and I think I don't know if there were any on um, PlayStation. Like, no, I don't think so. I think like the Star Wars games were yeah. pretty much all Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, like they were licensed by or at Nintendo. At least all the Lucasfilm owned. Yeah, games. yeah. I can't. I mean, I didn't have a PlayStation, so I can't say specifically. But yeah, I'm. I don't recall any coming out for them. Mm-mm. I do recall from uh, speaking of like classic uh, Halloween costumes. Uh, the best Spider-Man game that there ever was on PlayStation. Did you ever play that one? On PlayStation. Yeah, dude. Uh, PlayStation 1, they had a Spider-Man game, and it was... Well, I never had PlayStation. Yeah. My cousin did. My cousin had it, and he had this game. And it had... it Like, Stanley did voiceover for it. Like, you know... You know, uh, you know Is that the one where you fought Electro? Uh, 
I don't believe you fought Electro or even, um, I was going to say Electabuzz, the <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> you didn't fight Electabuzz as Spider-Man, which would be hilarious. And I'm sure that's been done. Um, but they, like you fought Rhino, you fought, uh, I don't think you fought the Vulture. Oh, maybe you fought the Vulture, I can't remember. But like uh, Venom and Carnage, like Carnage was the main bad guy in this one. Yeah, they had that for in 64 too. I played that one. Yeah, yeah, that one was dope. Yeah, yeah, that game was cool. That one ruled, man. That that was like a yeah, like a next a next level one. But I think yeah. like Rhino was like the first villain you fought, something, something like that. Like and you that. just hop yeah. over him, and he hits like these things on the outside, and like that yeah. dazes him, and then you just shoot him with your webs or whatever. Yeah, and then they had like Black Cat, who had like giant pixel giant tits. pixel tits. Yeah, dude. Fucking gorgeous. That was awesome. <laughs> now they're they're de lousing uh, <laughs> with a fire hose. I'm not sure this that is weird. they're giving this. I'm the not sure. Thing. Now here's the thing. Like this is set in like colonial times, or or at least like like apparently not before turn actually, of the century no. or something like that. Yeah, actually like, no, no, because Frankenstein takes place during like uh, uh what's the fucking phrase um. Like post Victorian era. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say something like that. Yeah, so yeah. I think they got access to it. Did they have they high powered fire hoses though? I think so. Like this is why they have all those like steampunk versions of. Uh, Damn, they the shot him so hard he bleeds. Damn. Yeah, they. Man. <coughs> what a fucking loser. It reminds me of the Civil War, or not Civil War, Civil Rights Movement. Ah. The Civil War where they had fire hoses, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, it, have you seen the like the outrage at new like there's even more costumes that you can't dress up as now oh, yeah? according to the liberals what else is there okay so i was surprised but i mean i wasn't surprised oh, by this i did one. see they're outlawing the squid game one I, I saw that i don't know why maybe because it's like a because apparently it obscures your face or something like that uh, that's probably some of the reasonings for the schools which i get yeah yeah um Actually, I get, like, no public place, like, should you be able to do that. Like, I understand them saying, like, no, we need to be able to see at least some of your face. But, yeah. uh... Maybe, I mean, bur I guess, like, bur a burka is a little bit too far. You can wear your, your goofy headscarf if you want. I guess, like, some people are mad at it because... And outline it because, uh... The film, I or it's a TV show. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen. It. I I tried watching it and it's it just didn't get me. Yeah, I've heard it's really good, but I I haven't watched. it. I've heard it's good from people that, and I I can't recall them ever recommending me something that I enjoyed. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but, but I guess like it's a critique of supposedly there's some anti-capitalism themes in there. Hmm. So like they're pissed that it's essentially become capitalized um which is like that's what, what happens to anything good you fucking idiot yeah like when there's something good that people like they want it and also communism's stupid yeah so i mean that's 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 dumb it's dumb. It, yeah it's dumb i read yeah. one article about it the other day and that was pretty much it well think oh, about i mean homeboy getting his freak on oh hell yeah dude with this like probably 15 year old prostitute He's like, uh, his name's Adolf Klaus. <laughs> Hell yeah, Adolf. Dude, you never see Adolf no more. For good reason, I would think. I mean, kind of ruined the whole name. Yeah, it's part of the reason there's no kids named Judas. Or or uh, Herod. Or Herod. Herod yeah. or um, or Brut Brutus either. Brutus or Cassius. Brutus, yeah. Also, I, we're, no, also I guarantee we you there's someone out there named Cassius. Because also, also, we oh, Cassius Clay, yeah. Well, Cassius, Why did they Cassius? name him Cassius Clay? 
I don't know. That's a goofy reason. It's a badass name. It is a badass name. Yeah, but it's like Cassius was like one of the biggest traitors to Caesar. And then Brutus just well, got caught up in I the zeitgeist. I think there's a difference between Cassius and Cassius. I think it's the same. Cassius? I think it's... I'm just saying it different. Maybe. I don't know. Because Cassius... It's not like Cash. It's C-A-S-S-I-U-S... You know, USA, you know? It's probably... Also, probably, we're not in ancient Rome. That was one of my favorite things about Dave Chappelle's special, where he made a really good point, and he was like, why is it easier for someone to trans... For someone to change... For Caitlyn Jenner to turn into a woman than for Cassius Clay to change his name? Yeah, and I was like, damn, that's a really good fucking... That is a really good name. I mean, I... Yeah, it's not, not to like disparage people who want to change their gender, but it's like, hey, like there is still other fights going on. Yeah, so, there's still social battles for sure, and it's like not. It's probably still. I mean, it's less of a taboo nowadays. Uh, the Cassius Clay changing his name to Muhammad Ali, but at the time, that was kind of a big. I mean, it, it, I think it had more to do with like the Black Panther movement, and also like civil rights and all that. I, I would Viet, say probably Vietnam was going on at the same time rights, too. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there was a lot more to it than that. Well, I think there was also a lot of people that were pissed because he took a religious exemption to Vietnam. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was like, you know, everyone was going to die. Which, you know? like, that, we don't quite know how great of a fighter he could have been. Because during his best years, he was in prison. Shit, yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah, he could have been even better. Yeah, but like, he's... I mean, he was still the best, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, arguably. I mean, even Tyson says, like, it doesn't even, like, you know. They had a sit-down on Arsenio Hall, I think it was. Oh, yeah. And it's like, if even Muhammad Ali acknowledged that Tyson could probably knock him out if he could catch him. But that's the thing. Which is a really fair How point. do you catch Muhammad Ali? Well, that's kind of like the argument with, like, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, you could probably knock him out if you can fucking hit the guy. Yeah. And he's got like crazy defense too. Like Dude, he has offensive defense. The defense, best defensive fighter of all time. Yeah, he's got that um, that hook. He backs up with it. You know, he'll back up with a hook, and then instead of like you know, you you don't pivot off the back foot for the hook. You pivot off the front foot for your your lead. And that's like the uh, he's just he's got he's got so many different tools, man. It's cool. He's su- such a he's such a good points fighter. Yeah, such a good points fighter. Yeah, definitely. Which is why people hate him. Yeah, it's because, like, I mean, you want a sensational fight, and a sensational fight is, I mean, I mean, the most sensational fights nowadays are UFC fighters who just stand in the pocket and just bash each other's brains in. Yeah. That shit's, that shit rules. Or really good grapplers. That shit's fun. That shit's actually really, yeah, like Khabib. Mm -hmm. Like, you watch Khabib work, that's, that's a different kind of guy. Yeah. I mean, it was always really fun to watch Ronda Rousey fight because she was Uh, so good on the ground. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was cool to watch her throw people around and like really dominate the women's division. But it was cool until she lost it. And, well, until she got kicked square in the face by a, a really long superior striker, you know? By just a giant beast of a woman. Yeah, Holly Holm. Holly Holm. Just that perfect. It was so beautiful. So good. <laughs> Such a masterful yeah. like move that she Because Rosie around. couldn't, like, she can't throw her hands with the shit. Like, um, She's got zero skill striking. Yeah. 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 I know somebody loosely. I don't know them super well. Okay. But um, they trained in the sa- at the same gym as Ronda Rousey. Okay. And uh, knew her trainer really well. 
And, oh, uh, for what's his name for? I, I, I don't remember his name. No, I don't, I don't think that sounds right. Now. He is a Middle yeah. Eastern dude. I think. Yeah, I think uh, I think he was on Rogan a couple of times. I want to say his name's like he was Faraz on there or Hobby or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he was on there once with Rousey. I think and, he. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. Mm-hmm. And because uh, I remember being on the way back from uh, Portland, listening yeah. listening to that podcast. Yeah. But uh, he said like her coach is just like a piece of shit. Oh, like the, like, the striking coach. Uh, or just her, her her coach coach yeah that he's just a piece of shit and that he's a terrible terrible coach but like what he does is he just he he gasses her up oh uh, okay so he talks he, she, talk, he psychs her up into into thinking that she's the best yeah. yeah and that she she was with him for so long that she couldn't quite see that yeah but at the end of the day, he was just an awful coach. He should have never been a coach. Yeah. Like, he wasn't qualified at all. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, which I mean, also to her credit, that means that like what she was able to accomplish, which she is a hero of the women's division. She really kind of championed that for a long time. She I don't did. Think, yeah. I think, I don't think the women's division would be what it is today if it wasn't for Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I mean, at least, at least to, to spearhead the, the movement up. And then you saw like her get knocked out by, and that was something you don't always see is like girls knocking each other out in spectacular fashion. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like, I, what was it? 11 seconds. Yeah. Or something now like you that? do. Now you do with, um, what do you call it? Uh, Amanda, well, yeah, S- Amanda S- Nunez. Yeah. Amanda Nunez. I don't know who's going to beat Amanda Nunez. Um, some other lesbian, probably. <laughs> probably Shevchenko. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Yeah, I'd say maybe. If she goes up and wait. She got, she lost a, in points, I think. She didn't lose in, um, it's like, you know, TKO or anything like she that. She was just on Rogan. It was a really good interview. I didn't, I, I, I want to listen to that because she is a really interesting, she like speaks 900 like languages. Four, four yeah. languages or something like Fluently that. too. Spanish yeah, fluently. Really, really Which is weird person. because Shevchenko, you wouldn't think Spanish, but she, I guess she lived in Peru for a while. It was something like that. She was training in South America and she was like, I better know how to learn. Like I, better, I better know how to learn. <laughs> yeah. but really interesting lady though. It was really good, but he was talking to her about like, uh, would you go up or down and wait? Yeah. To fight any particular fighters. And she was like, nah, like, I don't really feel like I have anything to prove. Like I'm comfortable yeah. here. Like doing that is really bad for the body, which it is. Yeah. Honestly, you yeah. should just fight at the weight you are. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, okay, go up 10 pounds so that you could fight this next fighter because you've kind of, or I mean, cleared more, the fucking class. Yeah, here, yeah. Which is what she's done. There's nobody in her weight class. 125. It was kind of like can, Khabib. He was 155 and he just, there was no one who could stop him. Yeah, and women's divisions are even stricter because the weight classes are so close to each other. Yeah. They're closer than men's, and there's not as many of them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, she was, and then he finally got her. He was like, what about Amanda Nunes? And she was like, uh, I'd do that. Yeah, I'd go up 10 pounds to fight Amanda Nunes. Yeah. That would be a good fight. Yeah, that would be a good yeah. fight. But then she she stands to lose, like, speed and um well, she'll endurance, be, you know what I mean? She'll be faster than Amanda Nunes, but she won't be as strong and as powerful. Yeah. Because that's still somebody bigger than you. Like, just because you gain weight, that doesn't make you as big as them. Yeah. You know? Like, there's guys that walk around at, like, like 220, and then they mm-hmm. cut to 185, and it's like, that. how, how are you going to beat that? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a big, that's a big jump right there. Vic's uh, Vic's cousin is getting ready to fight. Oh, Aaron Pico. Yeah, Aaron Pico is getting ready. He's to going fight. back. He out. He's fighting some kid named Gonzalez. That sounds about right. Yeah, kid's <laughs> tall. Kid's got like a good six inches on Aaron. Damn. But uh, but Aaron's good. 
Aaron's good. He had a little rough patch there for a while, but yeah, it seems like he that, came yeah, yeah. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely doing well. He's won his last few fights, which is good. That's good. So Yeah, dude. Boy's living in New Mexico now. Oh, good, good. Got his little horse ranch out there. Dude, that's I mean I've driven through New Mexico. It's not bad. Northern New Mexico is the shit. No, yeah. Northern New Mexico. Southern New Mexico is, is just it. It's just shit. Yeah. Yeah, that place fucking sucks, dude. It's like El Paso. Yeah. Like El Paso, Texas, like may as well be part of New Mexico. Yeah. Like. Nah, that fucking. I mean, there, like, there's good and bad parts to most every state, but that one is a lot of bad. Well, it's not even so much bad. Like, it's just nothing. Yeah. Southern New Mexico is just like, there's nothing there. I don't even think I really saw like housing. Yeah. It's mostly desert. Yeah. And, uh. It's not even like pretty desert. Yeah. You know? Like Texas, once you pass El Paso and you start heading like northeast, beautiful. You get the big red rocks, you get, you know, all these rock formations, it gets pretty. But like even Arizona desert is is pretty to me. But New Mexico is just it's, it's just not it's yeah. nothing. It's got nothing for nothing. you. It's nothing and it's flat and just Yeah. But northern New Mexico, super green, mm-hmm. lots of water. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful place. Definitely. Kind of like almost like Arizona. Like you get into people forget about that. Like yeah. Prescott. Yeah. Like northern, northern Arizona. Northern Arizona is like, oh, this is nice. A lot of snow. Too. Flagstaff too. There's trees. Yeah. Lots of trees. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't think Be- about it. Beautiful place. Yeah. And of course Sedona, like it's just beautiful out there. Mm-hmm. Um and there's like you know an intersection ley line, so you can get free electricity. There you go. If you were to uh, ditch the satanic alternating current that I'll, we use, I'll still Satan's electricity. <laughs> yeah, right. Drive a couple screws with some wires into the <laughs> just yeah. tap right into it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I like free shit. What's the worst that can happen except dying a painful, painful death? What's up with this guy? He got Ooh. bit by something. Oh, I was gonna. Yeah, I asked that earlier. Have you ever watched Penny Dreadful? No, dude. 100%. You and anyone who is listening, you have to watch Penny Dreadful. What's the uh, what's the synopsis? You got a synopsis for me. So, Penny Dreadful stars Eva Green, Josh Hartnett, and okay. I don't know who the other people are. But essentially, it almost combines all of the classic like horror tropes. Okay. Like there's the Wolfman, there's Frankenstein, there's witchcraft, there's I think the invisible man is in it at one point. So it's like every it's like a an amalgamation of everything? Yeah. But it is so masterfully done, it is terrifying. Especially the second season. Like if witchcraft gets you, the second season is terrifying. Okay. Um Eva Green is amazing. Okay. Um Josh Hartnett is incredible. Like it's such a well done show. And um, one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. Speaking, but oh, go 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 ahead. There is one character, and I don't know the actor's name. I can't say I've seen him in any, or recognized him in anything else. But the man who plays Frankenstein's monster. Okay. And the way that they go into his backstory and play that out. Oh man, you got me with backstory. One yeah. of the most heart wrenching okay. things I've ever seen. So it's they masterfully they, done. They like give a soul to the monster. Yes, and it is just masterfully done it's not cheesy it's not comedic it is so good and then the entire arc of the story too eva green's character if you follow her from episode one to the final episode it's 
the arc there, there's a huge Jesus arc. Okay, like a that redemption happens. arc. That's awesome. I don't necessarily want to say redemption, but, but at the same time, I don't want to spoil anything. You said so, Jesus arc. I'll I'll keep I'll keep that in mind as I watch it. I would say don't just watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever you do, if you start it, make sure you finish it. Okay. Make sure you finish it. I think it's only three or four seasons. Okay, that's that's very um, digestible. But it is absolutely incredible. Very good. Very good. Speaking of the best thing I've ever seen on TV. Uh, Willie's Wonderland. Ah, yeah, we did a it. Nick did Cage it. Renaissance, brother. Like I told you, right? Yeah, and in you. a lot of them are in horror. I didn't see Mandy, but you said it's very good. You have to watch Mandy. Okay, I have to watch. Mandy. You have I'll to watch it. Mandy so that we could watch the third one, uh, Mother, Father, or, Mother, or Mom and Dad, or whatever it's called. That's the third movie that he has. Okay, so he's coming out with a third movie. It's already out. Oh, it's already out. Okay, yeah. so so the first one he came out with was Mandy. Mandy. Which I saw a bunch of like hype about it, and I heard good things. I just never got around to it. You know, so sometimes you never good. get around to it. Um, Willie's Wonderland that was on Hulu, and if you have not watched this movie, and you uh, like horror movies that make you smile, horror movies that make you ha- like. If you haven't watched this movie, you got to get your shit together. Yeah, you get it's it is fantastic. He okay, so the basically the plot is that this um, there is like a haunted Chuck E. Cheese, and the animatronics come to life. So it, I it, they're really capitalizing on uh, this this uh, popularity in the, this game called uh, Five Nights at Freddy's. So it's basically that thing you you kind of like have a certain amount of power throughout the night, and you're a security guard, and you have to. Every you have to essentially lock doors and turn lights on to keep these animatronics away from you in the game. So they're capitalizing on this idea that of being locked inside of a um, of a haunted Chuck E. Cheese. And Nick Cage, just, I mean Nick Cage is amazing. He might be one of the the greatest cinematic minds, just <laughs> falling into his niche. You know, like like for who he, he is fell and what, his niche. Yeah. yeah, I mean like. I love the movie Face Off. Is it a good movie? It's it's maybe a six out of ten. Maybe, but his portrayal of Caster Troy and then like um, and the whole the idea of changing your face. It's just, it's there's there's plot holes aplenty. But but uh, but well, I think Nick Cage like, finally realized he was like I'm a terrible actor, but I'm really good at expressions. I'm and I'm really good at like I I don't know I, I don't I wouldn't call him a terrible actor. I would just say like. His roles are fucking bad. Bro. His his roles are limited, but when he gets a good one, he really sinks his teeth into it. And this is, I think, this is one of those ones. And the whole idea, like, I just want to head, remember head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Yeah, that shit had me dying. I I, I lost my mind for a second. Um, the, yeah, if you and of course there's there's teenagers there's um, the gratuitous sex scene, you know, like you don't, you didn't need it, but yeah, it, uh, you needed it in the movie, you know. Um, but he really does a great job in it, and uh, I mean, his lines, the, the delivery of his lines, like you have to, you just, you, you can't. Which he had about two. No, he had, he had about. <laughs> None. I don't think he talked <laughs> once in the whole movie. But it was more he, of a grunt. But no, like you said, his facial expressions and like, yeah, so oh, it was so good. Oh, like, uh, oh, one of the really good roles he had was remember that movie, Family Man. I do, I do. Um, I don't remember much from it. Though. Okay, so it, like he, um, 
he plays this high powered Manhattan. Uh, I think he does like stocks or, you know, he, he runs busy, like, you know, he, he merges and acquisitions or whatever. Okay. I, I don't know exactly what you do in that, but I know that you make a lot of money doing it. Yeah. He lives in the penthouse of a, of a, um, a part of his apartment building. He has like, you know, a big walk-in closet. He, sing, he sings Vivaldi every morning to, to get himself hyped up and shit. And, um, he remembers that like, up, like I think it starts off the first scene is him, He's like, I got to go to London. I got to go to London and, and go to school and, you know, or do this for this company or whatever. And he's leaving T. Leone, his girlfriend. And, um, oh. And yeah. So it basically. What a hot piece of ass she, she was. was. She still is hot. You know, yeah. I, I imagine. I haven't really, I haven't looked at 2021 pictures of her, but she, um, like, you know, she's crying. And then uh, it fast forward to him not being married to her. Um, basically like you know living this high-powered lawyer life he goes to a excuse me a uh what like a bodega to get eggnog to pour on this hot bitch that he's gonna fuck <laughs> i know <laughs> okay. rules. Uh, and that's a really good idea um and he like the store gets held up by this one guy i think it's is it don cheat it is don cheetle yeah don cheetle and uh like he, he's essentially like an angel and he um, he gives him a glimpse into the life that he would have had. Okay. Yeah. So he like has kids. He he works at a tire shop and, and like he he um yeah and he and he finds out that like you know he finds out what love is and what is really important in life. It's a really good movie for Christmas. I think okay. it actually it starts on Christmas Day. I want to say I've I've watched this movie, but I I just can't remember. Yeah, dude. No, I'll I'll I'll, I'll play it this Christmas sometime. By the way, after this weekend, it is Christmas. Yeah, like yeah, yeah like so. that's that's what happens is right the day after Halloween. It's like oh, uh, wreaths and trees start popping up at Home Depot and yeah. yeah. I mean, we, the day after Thanksgiving, basically there are tree lots. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fully, yeah. you should have a tree tree lots. A lot of those people, it's the same lot. They just switch the shit out. What do you mean? So the people who own like the uh, pumpkin, the pumpkin, lots. yeah, they, they go from pumpkins to trees, yeah, yeah. So they just rent out that property the whole time, and then they just get the trucks coming down with the trees. Dude, I fucking love going to pick a tree. I used to love working on the tree farm, man. Dude, I did that one year. Yeah, yeah, that was actually not bad. I did it for several years. I th I want to say last year was my first year not doing it. And it's so not magical. Cause it, they just come in a flatbed and you're just unloading trees. It was hard fucking work, man. Dude. Hard work. Yeah, one of my buddies, <laughs> he said he's like, I was loading a tree onto the top of this of this guy's like minivan, yeah. and he's like, I don't know what happened, but my did he my just toss it over? No, my fly got unzipped and my dick fell out when I was putting cheese. Holy shit. He had to put the tree on and quickly wow. put his dick back in his pants. I don't know how that happened, but he told me that shit and I was dying <laughs> laughing. No, I, th I think it's because he like he you know back in the day we used to sag our pants because yeah. we didn't realize the prison implications of it yet. <laughs> I, ne I never got into that scene. I did for a minute, but like. I was 10, you yeah. know, like I was 10. I didn't understand what, you know, what that meant in jail. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I, why did it make it to the street so, so much? Like, why was it so prevalent uh, on the street? You're talking weird, about huh? the height of like mid 90s. Oh, shit. Dude's got no hands. Oh. 
Um, I wonder where theirs are going to end up. All right. Probably on a monster. I'm not the height look. of uh, like late 90s, early 2000s, like hip hop, like gangster culture. Yeah, yeah. And the gangster culture. I mean, basically all the gangster culture is is poor white Southern culture and prison culture meshed together. That's no, basically. I think there's definitely like a, a ghetto, you know, projects African American community. Well, no, that's that's where it like those two communities, like those two ideas, pretty much melded into the ghetto, like the African American ghettos after slavery. You know what I mean? Nah, nah, I don't. I I don't necessarily you, agree with that. You don't think so? No, I think they definitely created their own culture. I mean, when oh no, no, no! I mean, like not not primarily, but, but like the 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 quote unquote gangsta, not gangster, gangsta with a, a soft A. Yeah, yeah, L- like Gangstar, the band. Gang- Gangstar, I know. I don't really, I don't really listen to. Did you ever even play Tony Hawk Pro Skater, bro? Of course. Gangstar, Gangstar was the shit. Gangstar was that, that on was the like first one? Chad, or was- that was on the first one. That was like Chad Muska's song. Oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there's a couple songs on there that I probably. I hear, like I've heard so many times, and if I heard them today, I would know. But, I mean, Police Truck. Everyone knows Police Truck. And then um, Superman. Superman was Everybody loves Superman. There was Goldfinger was on there. That was was Superman, yeah. Um, Who else was... I want to say MXPX had a couple songs on there. Maybe. I remember on the second one, it was um, Gorilla Radio. Oh yeah, yeah. That was like the the intro song, dude. To the actual fuck whole that thing. band, dude. I'm I know, so dude. fucking done with Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, fuck those fools. What did they do? It was really silly. They were talking about um, Rage for the Machine. No, not Rage for the Machine, but like, um, I think Tom Morello said something about like, I don't know. He said something very capitalist, and he's supposed to be an anti-establishment guy. It amazes it, that guy amazes me now. Don't get me wrong; I definitely look up to him, like as a musician. Like he is a very iconic guitar player. Oh yeah, he invented the kill switch on the. He, you know that. Uh, that's yeah. a that's an Eddie Van Halen thing. Oh, that is an Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and that's not to take credit from Morello. Like Morello definitely like carved out his own niche and does things like nobody else has done or can do. He he's definitely an amazing musician, but he's yeah. also like it amazes me how fucking stupid somebody so intelligent can be sometimes because he's a very intelligent man. He says some, some really impressive stuff, but at the same time, he'll follow it up with something so stupid. Yeah. Like, and it, it just blows my mind. Like, cause I used to fucking love that band. Yeah. And that band, I mean, they have disappointed me. They have let yeah. me down. Zach De La Roca is at least about his shit. You know, is he, he's still playing these fucking shows. I think, I mean, yeah, he's playing these shows. This is like the co-founder of of RaiseTheFist.com. Like, one of the first websites that was shut down by the CIA. Yeah. Like, and now he's playing these concerts where you require a fucking vaccine. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, they're rage for the machine, dude. Fuck them. Yeah, right? I I, I would still fanboy the fuck out if I saw him in person. Oh, I would, yeah. Yeah. You'd lose your mind. Yeah, but I'm very disappointed. Yeah, I didn't. Just disappointed. I think think Zach De La Roca actually like went to Mexico to fight. No, he's done a lot of admirable stuff. They all have like the the work that Tom Morello did, like on the union strikes, like on the line. Okay, like he they definitely were about their shit. Like they committed to it. Yeah, you know they've all been arrested (laughs) several times. That that definitely happened. Yeah, you know. 
Tom Morello used to go out. He started a, a project, like a, a folk project. Actually, some pretty good music, too, called The Night Watchman. Okay. Just him and acoustic guitar, like very Bob Dylan Springsteen. Okay. And uh, he would go out to these union protests and uh, union strikes, and he would play music for all the workers. That rules. And then he would, you know, ride the line with them. Yeah. You know, and tear gas would get thrown, and he wouldn't move, and he'd get cuffed and arrested, too. You know, he, he, he is about his shit. But, yeah. But but the whole, like, requiring uh, a mandated, you know, vaccine mandate. Well, it's just like, dude, you can't trust the government, no matter if they're Republican or Democrat. But you're choosing to... And Big Pharma does not have a glowing representation. Isn't it so funny how, like, everyone, everyone who's allegedly anti-establishment, you know, they jumped right on this mandate from people who... Well, have dude, a track record of human well dude like le, dis, le, yeah like just disregard for human life leftist liberals haven't been anti-establishment for a long time yeah they originally started that way but oh yeah they they have not been anti-establishment they've been very pro-establishment not to say republicans and you know right-wing folks aren't but it's a different kind of it's 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 two sides of the same coin. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like they can't see past the or the forest past the trees type of thing. Yeah, it's just I, I don't know. Man. Yeah, it's just it's you you do get into an echo chamber. It, it does happen. Well, I think everyone like can get into an echo chamber. Yeah, definitely. Like, like everyone definitely tends to surround themselves in with their own bubble. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But people who can't think outside of their own bubble—that's where the problem comes. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is social pressure right now, too. That, I mean, that's true. Like, I see it a lot in bands, man. Because in bands, like, <sighs> bands, there is an element of running a band, especially like a successful band or a semi successful band, where you have to keep in mind, like, what your public image is and what yeah. you choose to portray publicly. Or, like, um, what, what are you trying to offer your for entertainment? Are you trying to offer your opinion? Are you trying to offer like fun? Are you trying to offer sex? You know, what are you trying to do? Let me put it this way. I see a lot of bands at our level or slightly higher, even slightly below. Yeah. Like bands who have far exceeded all those weekend warriors who are just like, we're going to start a band. And then two, two years later, they don't have what it takes and they quit. Right. Yeah. So we're at that level. where like, we're kicking fucking ass. Like we're one step away from like whatever that big shot is and whatever it means, right? I see so many bands like fucking bend the knee, okay, uh, to social pressure, okay. And I, I, I've had to have those same thoughts too. Like, you, you know, when we when we were first getting managed, um, I had w- the band had a manager who was giving us some some feedback, okay, and kind of coaching us, right. And she said something I had done a pod. Actually, I had done a podcast with a friend and a friend who I, I love dearly. And I thought it was a great podcast, you know, and the manager saw it and she didn't like it. And she was like, this is going to be a bad move for you guys um, because of a, B and C. And I was like, well, go a little further. Like, what is a, B and C? Like, what do you mean? This is going to be a bad move for us. Like, we didn't hit any of the hot button like issues. You're not supposed to. Nobody huh. said. Nobody said faggot. Like w- nobody said any racial slurs. I like, mean, I mean, who among us have not been recorded <laughs> saying a racial slur? 
<laughs> so, so uh, I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what are these, what are these topics that we're not supposed to talk about? And she says, uh, well, there's a couple issues I see. Like one, the, your friend who you did, I respect the fact that he's your friend, um, but he's a little controversial right now in the scene because of da 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 da. da. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but. I can understand where you're coming from, but like, I don't want to bend the knee that far. Like if he was, if he was currently undergoing like sexual assault allegations, that might be a different story. Might be time to distance yourself a little bit, but it was, it was like, it was that woke bullshit. Yeah. And then the other one was, she was like, there's an American flag hanging behind you. Oh, and that one pissed me off because the manager, like, thank God she's not our manager now. Fuck her, dude. I fucking hate that bitch. But yeah. Um, I was like, do you understand like what that American flag actually means? Because I do. Yeah. And I don't think you do. I don't think you get it. Yeah. yeah. So you're obviously, I think, I think you're, you're overlooking like all the good that America's done in the yeah. whole world. Yeah. But the point of it is like when she said that, even though I didn't agree with her, I initially, I gave in and I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't really know what I'm talking about. And what's more important to me is it my, I had a, a personal like battle of ethics where I was like, what matters to me more? Is it what I want to stand for and what I actually stand for and believe in, or is it making this band work? Yeah. And so initially I gave in and I had to call my buddy and be like, Hey, sorry, man. Like we talked to the manager and I don't think we can air the podcast. And he was mad as he should have been. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. He should have been. And I felt bad because he felt bad. Like, so I just couldn't get that shit out of my head and I'd, I'd get drunk one night and like vent Leandro on the porch. Like, <laughs> I just don't fucking get this world we live in or this has to fucking happen. <laughs> well, like, da, 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 da. yeah, it's like you got to uh, at the at the end of the day, you have to carve your own path and like, yeah, and and, and stand by what you believe is right. And that's that means doing that means firing that bitch of a manager. Yeah. So, <laughs> so eventually it bothered me so much that like a couple weeks later, I, I told Leandro, I was like, you know what? Like I want to, I want to rectify this because I don't feel good about this personally. Yeah. And if this is, if this is imagine a world where this is the thing that breaks us, if I don't feel good about it now, I'm not going to feel good about it then. And I don't want to compromise my morals and my beliefs to that degree. So we called up the manager and we were like, Hey, um, so-and-so like, I've thought a lot about this and stuff and it's really bothered me. Like I'm going to pull 180. I, I just can't do this. I don't feel yeah. good with it. Yeah. And I called up my buddy and told him the same thing, but I see so many bands make that same kind of decision. Yeah. They're like this one little thing might piss somebody off, Fuck even it. though it's not done out of maliciousness. I, th- yeah. I think if you do something out of maliciousness, that's a totally different story. It is. Yeah, but Definitely. I see so many people just jump on the fucking bandwagon and ride it as far as they can go thinking that it's not as transparent as it actually is. Yeah. And then like, I mean, we see this with Dave Chappelle right now. Yeah. Perfect example. He laid out perfect arguments. Like he, he emphasized the point that he's trying to make. You remember like they don't listen, you know? He, he hit his, his, you know, his high notes and all that kind of stuff. And there's still controversy. Now, this controversy is manufactured. Like, you, 
I, like, like there's 14 people doing it from Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's I, I don't know if that means it's manufactured. It just means you have a very vocal minority. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you're right on that point, but like, I, I just don't, I don't see what he's, I don't see what he said as problematic in any, like, even if you're trans, it doesn't, it's not problematic, well, you, you know? You, you may not see, I, th I think the point of it is that it is problematic. Let me finish though. Okay. Because one, definitely don't think it's manufactured. If you're going to say it's manufactured, then that takes all merit out of everything surrounding this Dave Chappelle scenario. Okay. It's very genuine. And it's also built on the foundation of comedy and entertainment. Yeah. Along with sprinkled with his own personal beliefs. Right. Yeah. Um, and also trying to, it's also funny. You know well, what I mean? that's why I say, I think, <sighs> I think that it's very intentional what he did. Like he, with his comedy, he is pushing the boundaries. He is saying these things that he knows people are going to react a certain way to. Yeah. So he did that on purpose. The same way that in the closer, he goes into detail about his relationship with Daphne, Dor Daphne Dorman. Or Dorman. Yeah. The, uh, the trans woman that killed herself. Yeah. Obviously he's not going to have that exact same conversation and approach somebody for the first time the way that he does on stage with his comedy. Yeah. You know? So I think <clears throat> part of the point of it is to push those boundaries a little bit and then laugh at the, the aftermath because the aftermath is so absurd. Yeah. And here's like another, I, I don't know if you, if you know who little boozy is. Do you know who little boozy is? Can't say I do. Okay. You know who little Nas X is, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, openly gay little Nas X. Um, really killing it. He's he's making millions of dollars. You know, he is like, killing. I'm good for him. Like you know, if if you can do that, I, I celebrate mean, what he's doing as well because he's pushing those fucking boundaries. Yeah, yeah. I don't we have to agree with everything. He I, does. I and I don't for but sure not. I know, do but. love seeing like Southern California Calvary Chapel people and like Midwest evangelicals clutch their pearls, and anything that makes those people freak the fuck out, I celebrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for sure. Um. There, like, there is a uh, rapper named Lil Boozy, and Lil Boozy does not give a fuck. Like, he is, but he's doing it. I, I don't know if it's more like, it's more malicious than Dave Chappelle for sure, because he's, he's just. I, he, I think he told him to kill it, like, and he told uh, Lil Nas X to kill himself, call him oh. a faggot, stuff like that. You know. See, that's not. And you're cool. not supposed to do that. Yeah. You're supposed to call your friends faggots when they're being pussies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've told you yeah. to kill yourself dozens of yeah. times. <laughs> Bro, kill yourself. You suck at this game. You still <laughs> yeah. won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> when you whip someone's ass so bad in uh, Mario Kart. Okay, now this movie took a weird turn. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't. Uh, we we didn't pay attention for a second, and now he's like half a he's a, a monkey. Yeah, like, with a man's face. Yeah. Now there's a gorilla. What the fuck happened? <laughs> he's and now he's he's got a broken bottle. He's threatening to kill. I don't know if he's threatening to kill someone else, but what a weird movie. This is odd. This took a really... And this is in the 70s, bro. Huh. Odd. So, okay, but, so, so okay, but yeah, but, like, but, but what I'm saying is, yeah, back to Dave Chappelle, like, yeah. Dave Chappelle was trying to make a heartfelt argument. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And Lil Boozy... Don't get me wrong, he makes some amazing and, points, but yeah, I, I, and, just, I just think the point of what he's doing is he's 
creating a scenario where you can laugh at how absurd the situation has become. Oh, for sure, for sure, yeah, yeah. And then little boozy is just being homophobic, just being an asshole, just being an asshole, yeah. yeah. And then like people are coming to Lil Nas X's defense, and not that he needs it, you know, he's mm. he's kind of killing it right now. Yeah. Um, but like you know, he's I, I, although some people are exaggerating how much money he's like he's on his way to make billions, probably not billions. Billions, yeah, billions, but probably. I don't not. know about that because there's. But then again, I mean, no, because you'd be surprised think, how much money some. Think about make. this though: there is a lot of people in the country that don't that don't jive with the whole LGBT thing, you know. Yeah, and that would not. And only peripherally I would give. Say for the only, most part. He would only peripherally get like royalties from a movie that like Old Town Road is in or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I'd say for the most part, though, like those people tend to probably not be the people that are listening to that brand of music. Oh, that's what exactly what I mean. You know, like but they they know of him and they don't support it. You know what I mean? There's a there's a big place in the middle of the country called the middle of the country, and that a lot of people in the middle of the country, not that they don't. I mean, it, a lot of them don't listen to, like, black music. Oh, no, that's you know not I mean? true. That is not true. Well, I mean, they wouldn't pay for it. Well, that's not true either. Mm, that's not sure? true either. Oh, absolutely. How much, money, how much music do you pay for? How much music do I Actually, pay no, for? This, is, this is an unfair question because, yeah, you, a- because you are a musician and you listen to, I mean... Um, apart from Spotify, like the ninety nine nine ninety nine for Spotify. Well, I'm not the only you know one I mean? on Spotify. Everybody's on Spotify. Everybody's yeah, on Spotify. and everybody. I, does everyone get a, a slice of the pie, or <laughs> depending on the downloads? I don't know what it. I, I honestly, what what, what is that like? That, that's a whole other thing. Per stream, you make like point zero 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 seven three. I think is what it is. Damn. So like ten thousand streams, you'll make like four bucks. That is. Actually, I, I honestly don't even think it's that much. That fucking sucks. Yeah, I, I, I think we hit 60,000, 50 or 60,000 streams on a riot okay. re- recently. And I think I've only made from Spotify anyway. Yeah. Maybe 100 bucks. Damn. Maybe 150 bucks from Spotify. Spotify don't, is not the moneymaker, man. Don't quit your day job. No. <laughs> no. The, the, what's the moneymaker for you is merch. Merch? Yeah, that makes sense. Merch and show pay. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, lately at our shows, like, we've always been smart about, like, making sure that we get paid decently. Mm-hmm. But lately, our, our merch sales have been... Our merch sales have been off the chart lately. So. Yeah. But I think that has to do with the new designs and, and, and shit. And it all, also, like, it's post-COVID. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people that we're planning to haven't seen us in two years. True. You know, so I, I think a lot of that has to do with it. Also, yeah. I have noticed something though, like post COVID, the people who got the balls to go out to the shows and stuff like that are mm-hmm. so much more giving and so much more excited than they used to be. Of course, man. Like you've been locked up for X amount of you know months. Well, I, th- I think people realized like how finite, finite's not the right word like how how fragile the music industry is particularly yeah. when it's working bands yeah so definitely because a lot of you said a lot of bands aren't around anymore yeah so i think people really realize like hey no like we need to support the bands that we love even if they're not grammy award-winning and being played on one even no it doesn't matter like you know, yeah you gotta you sub- i i have no issue i don't want to say buying small but but supporting supporting like you know less reputable artists you know well i think people are here's a good way to put it 
with COVID, I think people with a conscience have become more cognizant of the fact that like we should support small independent businesses more. Definitely. Cause they've definitely been fucked over by this whole thing. Yeah. And what, meanwhile, Jeff Bezos made yeah. even more money somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I think people have taken the same mindset to like independent working bands, the good ones. Yeah. Too. We're like, no, we should support them the same way we want to support a small independent business because that, that band is a small independent business. Yeah. I mean, that's if, especially if you're in the local music scene at all, you know, like if you, if you're into going to shows, music shows, I mean, yeah, you, well, it's not even local. I've seen it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like our orders, like our online orders of merch and stuff are vastly larger than they were pre COVID. Huh? So yeah, it's, it's just grown. Is there, is there a market increase in, in revenue above like say what you would make at a live show? What do you mean? Okay, so the online, online and live combined, is it more? Are you are you making more revenue overall on merch, post COVID or pre COVID? Oh, post COVID. Post COVID. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, on average, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pre COVID, we would have like every now and then we would have like a big standout one, but on uh, like when you drop a new shirt or something like that. Well, yeah, usually just the bigger shows. Okay. The bigger shows, the headlining gigs. Um, but now, post-COVID, yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's it's way way more significant. Okay. Hmm. It's interesting. Uh, yeah. e- either that or we just got, like, way better. I don't know. But I, <laughs> I don't think we got that much better. You definitely released some new you music, know? you know? So I mean, that, that... We've only released one song, though. We've only was released it? one song, and that was a year ago. Was it Riot? It was Riot. It was we, Riot. We released Riot uh tomorrow will be one year since we've released riot no shit yeah so we released it october 29th last year um we have other songs we've recorded but but you haven't dropped them yet we haven't dropped them yet no we're probably going to drop one more before the end of the year um that's going to be a dope one though yeah so i'm very excited when when can we expect that uh we need to talk to some people first but i would say probably December, Christmas, January. Yeah. Christmas I, is a good time I to drop li- stuff. I would like to drop it on new year's. Um, Oh man, that'd be cool. Yeah. And then we got another big merch drop coming too. That rules. So. That Tay Bay shirt. That was a good one, man. <laughs> that shit was fun. I got to get a picture with that for sure. I just recognized this fucker. You know who that is? Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. yeah. No, that's crazy. Huh? And that is that's Tim Heidecker. That's got to be. Anyway, we, we it's were not. <laughs> we, we were talking about uh, Chappelle. And, oh, Lil oh. Nas X. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I basically what I was saying is he's not making billions. Dave. Yeah, he's not making billions at all. But like, I and I I doubt he will. You know what I mean? I don't know. He had that shoe deal with Nike. Like that's where your big money. Yeah, comes but that from. was a flop. Was it? Yeah. I, I, I didn't look at the numbers, so I don't Because it was just weird. Like, you put human blood in shoes. People buy that shit, though. People do buy, like, but not ever, like not the vast majority of people. People bought a shirt with my face on it that said Bay. Because you're... Like, people are going to buy... You are Bay, okay? <laughs> shit. People are going to buy shirts or shoes with blood in them. I don't care what they say about Beyonce. You are the real <laughs> motherfucking Bay. Um, yeah, I... Going back to, like, fake outrage is, like... 
I think that it's more manufactured. I won't say entirely manufactured because people do get butt hurt. I mean, especially trans people get really hurt about shit because they're so oppressed that like, of course, any any kickback from what they've, you know, when you start climbing that ladder of, you know, mainstream acceptance, you tend to push back on pushback even harder, you know, but the whole thing with Netflix, the walkouts and shit like that, that's, that seems like just a publicity stunt. Um, most, especially considering they have not taken down the special. It's still, you can still watch it right now. Well, they're not going to, they're not going to because there's no need because he didn't make any hateful statements you know no he didn't but you know the the mob never follows well the lgb the lgbq tards i don't think it's necessarily anything to do with them i think it's a more of a i think i think there's a contingency of the of the gay community or you know whatever like queer whatever you want to call them that don't that fight just to fight you know what I mean? Or that, that complain just to complain. I think it's a deeper and issue. And they don't they don't make any good points. Yeah, I think it's a deeper issue. What do you what do you think? I don't think it's them specifically. I think it's more of a more of a social issue that's larger than that. It I, might even be Dave Chappelle doing it for, for publicity. I definitely don't think that's the you case. You don't think that's the case? No. I uh, I tend I to think not, yeah. I think he has been forced in, uh, out of these three specials that he's done in his last two he has been forced to readdress the topic and come back to it because of the initial reaction. True. Um, it became relevant. And, and what was what was the it. joke? The joke in the first one was the car. The uh, no, but there was one in like the remember the first one about the trans like the one transgender woman that comes into the the boardroom and like just very clearly transgender, and then he makes a joke about her like throwing the dick on the table. I don't remember that. You don't remember that one? No, yeah. it was it was. Not his best joke, but it was not malicious. It was just like... I don't think any of his jokes were malicious. No, and, and I mean, to be frank, you cut your dick off when you do that. If you, if you transition, like, you chop your dick off. So, it's funny. Chopping your dick off is it, it painful, but funny, you know? I think the issue is more of a social issue because people this is the thing people who get mad at dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. if you took a poll the majority of the people who are mad about his special and the things that he said Mm -hmm. are not people that are part of the lgbtq plus community Mm -hmm. the majority of people who are mad at him are straight white women yeah so and this is where it becomes a social problem. When you take a minority, particularly a minority who has been, I'll say with like LGBTQ plus people, they have been socially oppressed in a way. For sure. I I, I don't think any of us can deny that. Yeah. Um, But when you take, you have to remember that these are people just like us. Just like us. Just like us. And the same way if we had people you know, gassing us up and telling us that we were right about everything. Yeah. Every single thing we were right about, we that would get in our head. And that every single complaint you have is valid. And that's and, what you have right now. You have yeah. these woke assholes gassing these people up who they are they're not even part of their community and they have no prop no idea what it's like to walk a day in a trans person's shoes. And there's a huge overlap between I mean, white trans women and black trans like black trans women get killed a lot 
a lot, lot. I've heard that a lot. I've never actually yeah. looked into I've those never numbers. Looked at, I've always been a little all skeptical I've ever, of it, All I've but ever, but you got to think about it. A lot of them are sex workers. And uh, if you, I mean, if <laughs> I don't know how convincing they are, but Which like. Is very, if, yeah, that's a very dangerous job. Yeah. It's a very I dangerous job. That. And like, especially as like someone who's trans, like you're probably, you probably don't have a family that gives a fuck about you if you're being a, a trans hooker, you know? Well, that's an issue, man. I mean, I think particularly like with people our age, like we've kind of seen every, we've been through the whole gamut with this issue from the way that we were raised to the way it was treated in the early nineties to the early two, or late nineties to the early two thousands to yeah. now we went from one point of the spectrum all the all way to the, the other, other side. We, yeah. We've seen it right. Like <laughs> I think that again, like we just forget that these are people. Like yeah. just like what Chappelle said when he was talking to Daphne in front yeah. of the audience. I just want and you to, said, to realize that I'm having a human. I'll never understand yeah. you. I don't need you to understand me. I just need to believe that I'm having a human experience. Yes. Yeah. And I think that is insanely fair. And I've talked to like, I have <laughs> friends who are trans, you know, and the, they've told me horrifying stories. Oh, well, I you mean, know? you got to think like gay people get beat the fuck out of. Yeah. You imagine yeah. you're trying to, you're trying to be a woman. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. yeah. Imagine you trying to be a woman. That would be. Well, that's another thing. It's yeah. like, you have, remember, it's fucking comedy. Like, one of the funniest things Chappelle said in, I want to say, his first special, the mm-hmm. one where he's in the green jumpsuit, he's like, yeah. it is a funny issue. And it like, is. people cringe. And he's like, it's not funny. Like, if it happened to me, it's not funny. Yeah. Me. If it happened to me, it's not funny. Yeah. If I wasn't Taylor anymore and I was Taya or whatever. T- T- or, no, I'd still be Taylor. You'd still be Taylor, I'd yeah. I'd still be Taylor. If I was Raquel like, that with shit, my hairy fucking chest. Yeah, that shit would be hilarious. That's, and that... People that, need to be able to laugh at them fucking... Laugh at their fucking And you should... And, I think you should be able to... I mean... I don't know. I love Chappelle. Chappelle has been roasting white men like me for 20 his years. His whole problem is, and like I you said, fucking my it. issue has always been with white, white people. people. <laughs> it's like, there you go, man. That shit's hilarious. And it's, I mean, I, to experience life as a black guy in a white society, yeah. like, yeah, of course your problem's going to be with white people. Yeah. Not, you know, fuck trans people. Like, well, it's, also, it's like, he's not hateful, though, in any the thing that he says. No, I've, I have yet to hear anything hateful. From I've yet him. to hear kill Whitey. Yeah, yeah. Which, I mean, more I, maybe the older generations of black people. It's understandable. You know what I mean? It would be well, understandable if you took a kill Whitey stance because well, I'm yeah. sure you've faced. I'm sure they faced wild racism. Well, yeah, when the KKK is burning a cross in your front yeah. yard, you kind of have the right to say kill white. Well, like fucking, <laughs> like, like even like Emmett Till. He's like 14. Yes. Whistling at a white woman got Terrible. lynched. Like what the Hor- fuck? Horrible, What the horrible fuck story. kind of society was that? And I'm sure there's still pockets of it down south for sure. I don't, I don't yeah. think they ever caught them, did they? Uh, I don't think it was a catchable offense back in the day. Like I, I think lynchings were just part of American or South, South American culture, you know, not South America, but Southern, yeah. Southern American culture. Yeah. Yeah. That was such yeah. a sad story. That shit. That shit's the real fucking terror, the real horror, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, I think we're guilty of the same shit. Like on our perspective, like we get very, very riled up and mad about stupid shit. Yeah. Like we get just as offended. We don't want to. For sure. It. Yeah, for sure. 
but you know, just, like if someone just nobody's fucking self-aware anymore i think yeah. I've, i i said i've fucking said self-aware until i'm blue in the face but nobody's self-aware anymore no no i mean less people are and you, i mean there's always blind spots there's yeah. always blind spots on people oh, yeah. This movie just got. This movie is getting weirder and weirder. It is the gorilla smashed a violin. Well, the gorilla. I think they. Re, I, I saw they replaced this gorilla's brain. Yes. yes. So. It, yeah. I, oh shit! He's doing math. What? They're, he's doing math that I can't even do anymore. What are you doing? He's like, I'm a professor. Why are you writing like that? Because I'm stitched together. Damn, that's fucking wild. <laughs> we really, we definitely picked a weird one. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. pissed now. <laughs> Grandma Tarkin just pissed off Gorilla Gorilla Monsoon that's over here. Terrifying fucking makeup he's got going on though. Yeah. This I think is this this is before Planet of the Apes too. So this is like really beta, you know. Oh, you said beta se- version. Seventies, right? Yeah, seventy four. Wasn't Planet of the Apes was seventies, wasn't it? It so might have been Char- the first one at Charlton. Yeah, Tennessee. yeah, it might have been seventies, maybe maybe early eighties. I don't know. Oh no, I definitely want to say seventies. Seventies. Yeah, that first Planet of the Apes when I was a kid, that shit fucked me up. That uh, dude, um, that shit was weird. Like the the makeup was so bad that like you know the, the mouths mm-hmm. don't really move. But then you got into the remember the Mark Wahlberg one that came out like in like around high or junior high high school for us yeah, yeah. dude that was really they did really good practical effects i don't think that was they practical. had i think it was all cgi no 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 it, yeah. i mean some of it was but they had the practical like prosthetics for the people oh yeah and it was like uh they had tim roth as like the the lead guy yeah. and then michael clark yeah. duncan was like a gorilla yes and it was dude they said they had to eat with chopsticks to get it oh yeah yeah like everyone got really good with chopsticks yeah. but yeah like that that I mean, I, st- I still got to say I prefer the originals. The originals? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you got it. There's something about them. Well, there was such a one. The story is completely different. Yeah, like completely. It's different. it's still the same idea that he's on Earth, you know, in the future. Well, the one with Mark Wahlberg—that's the one where he's like the zoo guy, and this fucking monkey buddy turns into the smart one. Um, that that one came out not too long. You're thinking of like Rise of the Planet of the Apes. That's the Mark Wahlberg one, though. Right? Yeah, there was one before that. There was one before um before those that came oh, out. Oh, yeah. I it was like one. way. Okay, yeah, that one that was a long, that long time one ago. Did have a lot of practical effects. Yeah. Not as good though. Not yeah. as good as the original. It, it did have like the visuals were obviously way better. You know, it's fucking yeah. forty years after the fact. Yeah, yeah. But the story and like the eerie vibe and like the anxiety that the first one gave you, like, and the sequels too. The sequels become heartbreaking. Like, yeah, it just gets worse and worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> I love that last scene where Charlton Heston kisses the the female monkey. Oh, he, dude. Next to the Statue of Liberty. And she yeah. like pulls back and laughs. And he's like, what? He's, you're so goddamn ugly. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, how they flip-flopped it in the um, the Mark Wahlberg versions. Like, get your hands off me, you damn dirty human. 